nights. Late nights with Trav with Trav and Lowe's. With Trav and Lowe's. Late nights with Trav and Lowe's. We are recording. We're recording already? Yeah. Oh man. That's quick. That was quick. You did a good job of pressing that button. Ooh, I pressed more than one button, sir. You did a lot of good jobs. Like I didn't even <laughs> press a button because I have this uh what's B- this called? Button pressing machine. This that presses it for you. All you have to do is start the machine with yeah. the press of a button. You just press the <laughs> button machine and then it presses all the buttons for you. <laughs> awesome. Uh okay. So I'm thinking the title of this episode might be How to Not Take Yourself So Seriously. How to Not Take Your Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I got buy-in from Los. Yes. Um Okay, so we yes. we have talked previously about yes. unconscious bias. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I'm just trying to get your mojo off. <laughs> get my mojo what? Off. Get my get what you does off. that even get you what? off? <laughs> Why are you saying these things right now? What are you talking about? Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. All right, sorry. Lowe's like I'm across the table, I'm bundled in a blanket and two two jackets and a beanie. You're not getting me off. So weird. I don't why did you why are you railroading my my podcast? There you go. I was trying to railroad you and make a little joke about it. I'm trying to get you off. I said get your mojo off. Get my mojo off? Yeah. I don't even... <laughs> uh, okay, listen. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so this episode is like how not to take yourself so seriously, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And now nobody's going to take this whole episode seriously. <laughs> no, it's good. You were talking about how uh, we've mentioned unconscious bias. Unconscious times. bias, yeah. Okay, so we actually... I think we have a whole episode about unconscious bias. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so quickly, as a review... What is a summary of what unconscious bias is? Okay. If you're a first-time listener, I have no clue what Travis is asking me or talk to, so this is off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is unprepared. (laughs) So a summary of unconscious bias. Yeah, just... It is perceived... Perceived... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not conventions. It's not concepts. It's notions. Perceived notions, perceived, I don't know. Sure. Um, You're thinking too hard. Just yeah. what is it? Just Unconscious bias yeah. is when you project your world uh, outwardly onto whatever it is that you're doing. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is Perceived notions about the world is what yeah. I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And those notions come through a variety of sources, right? Uh, maybe you were taught when you are young that, um, you know, people that look different than you are not as good as you Mm -hmm. not as smart or worthy right um maybe uh maybe you're taught that you should not play with dingoes yeah because they will eat you yeah preconceived notion right so and and sometimes they come from experience you know like like if a big dog snaps at you you might want to so like so some of those are actually very helpful right so Mm -hmm. like if a dingo is chasing you you don't turn around and play with it and that's a bias that's gonna that's gonna save you save your life the dingo is like an australian dog right? you don't play with the dingo yeah (laughs) you don't play with the dingo (laughs) mate uh and then and then some can can lead to you know just bad situations um so i have one that's kind of like a funny story okay. it's about youtube when they first uh, released their um like mobile 
phone app and mm-hmm. had a video upload feature the first time they had a video upload feature they um they realized that about five to ten percent of the videos that people were uploading were just upside down and they were like well like they were they couldn't figure out like the engineers were like we don't know why half of like not half but like we don't know how why a good portion of our videos uploaded are upside down and um they kept throwing away this idea of like people are using it incorrectly (laughs) but they didn't realize yeah they didn't realize that people were just (laughs) left-handed and just holding the phone differently than they assumed that they would that the you know google engineers thought they would yeah and they held it like 180 degrees differently and um so so because of the unconscious bias of like i'm a right-handed so is everybody else you know yeah uh they they kind of like isolated a good portion of their user base just just by not respecting that the fact that they're different or that they have different needs or different um, approaches to the world, right? So unconscious bias can be something as harmless as like, oh, I did the app wrong, let me just go fix it, or it could be um, as horrible as you know like you know, centuries of slavery of a different kind of people. Yeah. Um, okay, so. What I want to talk about um, is how do we tell if our assumptions are have negative bias built in? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's three questions. These questions come from the book. Uh, what was that book I was reading back there? The uh, Art of Not Giving a an F U C double K. No, it's just one K. Yeah, The Art of Not Giving a, an F Word um, by Mark Manson, and he has these three kind of like tests that you can run any assumption through and through uh, looking at these assumptions, you can tell if they're bias, which we all have biases and biases are okay. Mm-hmm. They're a shortcut to um, making decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we have a negative bias that can really be harmful. So there's three questions we can ask ourselves to determine if our bias is a good one or a bad one. Okay. So the first one is to say, well, what if I am wrong? Just challenge it, right? What if I'm wrong? Second one is to say, what would it mean if I was wrong? Mm-hmm. And the third one is to say, um, would being wrong create a better or a worse problem mm. for myself and other people? So maybe we could uh, look at an assumption that we have. I, I don't have one prepared, but let's just like make a hypothetical, like an argument with a neighbor or something. How about that? Neighbor, neighbor is. Here's why this is hard for me is okay. I'm I'm great at not assuming. <laughs> okay. And the here's and it's hard to think because I've I don't know somehow I've gotten to that point. Yeah. Um, and the re- the only reason I'm saying that right now, which is like a brag, is I was at work today with the CEO. He's like, you know what I hate? Humble bragging. He's uh-huh. like, if you're good at something. I'd rather, I'd rather talk about why you're good at it uh-huh. and ha- and hear that from you than you get me to talk about a roundabout way. Uh huh. Anyway, so that's resonating. I'm like, yeah. Did you, you humble brag and he was correcting you? No, no, no. He was like somehow we got on the topic. Got it. And uh, so that's that's kind of like why I'm struggling with this a little bit. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's uh. Here's an assumption that I have and it's telling about 
me and my life is okay. um, and not telling your kid or not using the word smart mm-hmm. with your kid will create an environment so that when they're older, they're not relying um, their value on the word smart. Smart. More on like their abilities to solve complex problems and not give up. I think not giving up is something they can control. They can't control whether they can solve complex problems or not. Yeah, and so that's an assumption I'd love to run this by because mm. um, I'm having a hard time with Stone's confidence, mm-hmm. and it's uh, things because he doesn't hear the word smart enough, mm-hmm. and he hears it a lot for his peers. Like, the, oh, they're so smart. People say that about other people all the time, yeah. but he never hears it at home because Got I'm it. playing a long game, but... Let's run, the, um, but it is, this is based on like one study done at Stanford. Yeah, yeah, I know right? the one. And I'm assuming that this is correct. Uh-huh. Okay, so well, what if you're wrong? Then he he's going to have a lot of confidence issues. Okay. Right? Yeah. And um, that's a big deal. Like that's, like I'm doing this because I don't want that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't want him to have confidence issues. Like I want, I like I want to create an environment where he has more chances to build confidence. Okay. And I thought this was one way to do it, and I'm struggling with his confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of this, or it has, a, a like, a large portion of it. So what if I'm wrong? It's a big deal. Why is it a big deal? What does it mean? Um, does, it, does it mean anything about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm res- like, Brittany and I are responsible for mm-hmm. uh, creating a... Uh, an environment where he can learn and grow at a pace that is uh, tailored to his developmental needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was careful not to use safe space because I think part of that that environment is an environment where where they can fail and they and it's 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 safe to fail, but it doesn't feel like it's safe from harm. I don't know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but it's like. Um, what does that say about me? I'm, Brittany and I are responsible for him. Well, well the, uh, the only reason I say is what is, is, the only reason I say, what does it mean about you uh, is just because you're the one making the choice, right? So what stake do you have in the, in this choice being made? Um, I, I've convinced Brittany that it's a, a way to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are wrong, it means that you convinced her that something is incorrect. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, then what it means to me is like, well, how do I fix that? So like the problem of fixing it, is that a better or worse problem than just being wrong? Right. And th- and this is, th- this goes down to question three, right? And, and the question three is kind of funny. It's worded in a way that assumes there's always going to be a problem to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of like. Yeah. So if you're wrong, um, is the is the problem of stone having no confidence because of a lifelong of never hearing from his parents that he's that they think he's smart or capable yeah um is that worse than i don't know being overconfident like his peers and and collapsing at the first sign of big trouble yeah which is worse It's either it's between it's hard, man. It's between collapsing at like the first problem and mm-hmm. then 
there's a point where because that's what the study says the study says that if you tell your your child that they their value comes from how smart they are yeah when they're um confronted with a problem that they can't uh, just um uh, quickly solve then their self-confidence is crushed because they realize that they are no longer smart yeah whereas the ideal in according to the study is you anchor their value to how hard they work at things and that they, uh, yeah, about problem solving and mm-hmm. perseverance. Right. Uh, so, so I, I'm seeing, um, something that's poking out, uh, I don't know if we want to go there yet. Okay. So yeah. l- let's continue with this. Um, so which is the, the worst problem to have? Um, probably just the lack of confidence in general. Okay. Because then, then you're like it's a, like a lifelong lifelong thing of like just no confidence or like a lack of confidence, mm-hmm. and like fighting against like 18 years of that or 16 years of that versus like 18 or 16 years of 18 years of like I'm smart and then breaking down. Mm-hmm. You like break down, but then you can rebuild. It's like mm-hmm. well, I I think I am. So how, like what like what happened there? Right. I think that problem may be smaller or. Uh, simpler to solve than like a lifelong of right and we don't have to solve the problem that you're questioning yeah and this this is what's really nice about this this method is that we ask ourselves you know what if i'm wrong uh, what does that mean and which would be the the better problem mm-hmm. to have it doesn't mean you have to solve the problem it just means that you're taking an inventory of your current approach mm-hmm. to the problem mm-hmm. right and then you can go about making changes and, and this kind of redresses the kind of reactionary behavior that a lot of people will have when confronted with uh, a, 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 an unconscious bias that it may or may not be correct. Mm. Um, a lot of people would, would reject the idea that their biases are incorrect because it means that they themselves are incorrect, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so sometimes, it, like, let's say you're getting an argument with your neighbor and he, you know, he's parking on the wrong thing or something and and it's so easy to be like you are wrong mm-hmm. you are wrong you're offending me you're wrong i'm r- correct you need to make changes <laughs> it's so much easier to put that out there than to say well wait what am i not understanding here mm-hmm. what if i'm wrong what does that mean about me does that mean i'm just an a-hole or does it mean that i can have an opportunity to exercise patience and love for somebody mm-hmm. and uh Doing that second thing, learning to accept things as they are, learning to appreciate that maybe it's not all about you is a more difficult posture for people to to take. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's harder because it actually means you have to work on yourself instead of putting that off onto somebody else. Um, Most people just choose not to do that. It's hard. That's That's the default kind of approach to this type of, of thing. And, and here's a, a general rule. Like, if it feels generally that it's you against the world, it's likely just you against yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, that's what I want to say about, like, uh, about approaching your own bias. Um, just taking this inventory, looking through it, asking yourself, like, am I asking other people to change? Or am I avoiding my own change? Yeah. Or am I looking for opportunities of growth? And I think that will be a really great uh, 
way to shortcut the negative effects of unconscious bias. Yeah. Asking yourself, who am I asking to change right now? Yeah. Other people or myself? Yeah. I like that. How does that tie into uh, not taking yourself too seriously? Is that if you, you yeah, if you take yourself too seriously, you think that you're right. You, you're serious about it. You need other people to change. And the benefit of not taking yourself seriously mm-hmm. is you open yourself up to the question of, is it me? Is it me? Yeah. You 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 can you can you check yourself you like that. You can check yourself. Mm-hmm. That's good. And put your ego on the side, and try to be objective about what's happening. Yeah. I, I think generally the principle of, who am I asking? change from is powerful yeah it's a great question to ask um because like who can you control you that's it that's the only thing so why would you ask change from somebody you can't control yeah (laughs) that just makes no sense and yet it's all i do (laughs) you know all i want is other people Uh, to to act the way i want them to act or whatever When it gets when it gets hard is when you're emotionally invested in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets hard. At work, I'm so good at asking, "Is it me?" And when I get into conversation and, and and people aren't understanding, and I'm like, "Oh, I wasn't clear enough. How can I clarify what I was trying to say?" Mm-hmm. Um, at home, because I'm emotionally invested in this relationship with my children and with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Like asking that question, is it me, is for some reason a more taxing action than it is at work. Hmm. I think there's a lot of reasons why that's true. Um, There's a lot more on the line at home. Yeah. And so in those situations, you have to work harder. Yeah. Like it's even (laughs) harder at home. Yeah. Um, because your whole identity is wrapped up in this idea of, of husbandry and fatherhood. Yeah. And like, um, yeah. And it's in, I, I like to reiterate that it's when you're emotionally invested in a relationship, Mm -hmm. um, could be fatherhood, husbandry, wife, wifery, wifery. There you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. I like that we got to that point. Who are you asking change from? Yeah. All right. This has been another Late Nights with Travin Los. And thanks for showing up and listening to us ramble on and trying to land somewhere good. Yeah. I hope we did that tonight. Look, I mean, early on, the advice that we landed on or like a, a brand principle for Late Nights with Travin Los is end strong. End strong. Yeah. That is. That's, that's, <laughs> a, good, that's a good tool. <laughs> And strong is a great tool. All right. Thanks, Lewis. Yep. Night. Night.